1: All right, so we're going live here with Tim J.P. Collins. He's an anxiety expert. He's going to tell us about this is going to be a pre-interview for Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Well, thanks so much for being here, Tim. I appreciate your time to come in and, and talk with us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So today we're going. We're doing a pre-interview. We've done a handful of these Facebook lives just in case anyone wants to come in and ask questions or to let people know where they can listen to the full interview and what what it's going to be about. Tim, tell me how you got into anxiety and, and how you're coaching others to reduce anxiety
0: in their life. Yeah, so I kind of uh, stumbled into it. I didn't set out in my younger years to think, right, this is something I should do and this is... Uh didn't sit down with a guidance counsellor and say that you should be talking about this stuff. It was more born out of necessity more born out of the fact that you know i over years of kind of neglect of myself i i uh, wasn't taking care of myself and eventually you know stress over time built up and i needed to stop i needed a kind of proverbial slap around the face to say hang on a minute you need to take better care of yourself and i think as humans we we can kind of get our heads down and get stuck into a way of doing things and uh sometimes we need a reminder to to change and so my reminder to change was you know getting stressed out and getting anxious and needing to do something different. So that's that kind of like a lot of these things we we learn about them because we have to for ourselves. And then when I learned about it, I was like, hang on a minute, this would be kind of cool to to talk about. So I just started sharing some of the experimentation I was doing on myself. Awesome. So we have
1: Dorothy that popped in here and she said, she said, good morning, guys. <laughs> so good morning to you, Dorothy.
0: I'm going to share this on
1: my – So you can share it there. I'm going to share it on my personal page as well. We have uh, Cassandra that popped in here. She said, been waiting for this. That's awesome, Cassandra. Thank you for coming in to check this out. So, Tim, you have an interesting story about yourself, and I I really like it because it's very descriptive. It's like I think a lot of us have gone through it at some point. You're standing up there in front of a bunch of people, and you just kind of get blindsided. And this big rush of anxiety comes through. I think many people, most people don't know what it is. Stephanie Warner said, good morning as well. Good morning, Stephanie. Good Thanks morning. you for coming in.
0: Um, yeah, so let me, to- yeah, I was going to, I'll tell you that story for sure. Yeah. So I've done, like my whole life's been in sales. I've done hundreds, if not more presentations where I've just kind of got up in front of people and done my, you know, done my, Uh, presentation whatever it's been about different subjects over the years and it's always been something I've been super comfortable with and and never thought twice about which is why when uh, a certain thing happened it kind of took me by surprise so I I kind of created the perfect storm for this uh, to happen and one day I had uh, taken a plane I'd flown from Canada to England to do this presentation Um, and the, the right advice would be to get an early night which is what I would do These days, you know, go to bed, take care of myself, maybe go for a walk or something and be ready for the next day. On that occasion, I stayed out very late into the early hours of the morning, drank way too much alcohol. Um, And again, I protest. I wasn't respecting myself. And I woke up the next morning straight into the local coffee shop, double espresso, and uh, walked out to do this presentation. And I just I, I couldn't do it in that moment. I was kind of like a deer in the headlights and. um I remember standing in front of this room of people, and they're all kind of. I could feel the the after effects of the alcohol wearing off, the caffeine kicking in, and all these various things contributing to the fact that normally when we stand up there and we have a bit of pre-game nerves, it's good because it means we're engaged, it means we care about the s- subject, it means we respect the people who are watching us. But when it goes one degree past. 12 like one degree past the right side of that balance for me it became i very quickly went internal and started thinking about oh my god i feel off like i felt some vertigo like the room was moving my depth perception was off um and that was you know and then i just i had to leave like i just it was literally the, the m M&M moment where i was like i can't do this right now and uh, I, I wanted the ground to kind of swallow me up and, and and take me away. And and at the moment, anxiety wasn't in my vernacular. It wasn't something I'd considered before. And so I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was dying. Um, and I thought it was a serious medical condition, which is very, very common for kind of first-time anxiety sufferers. I've spoken to an ER doctor before who said that something like over 50% of ER visits are people with panic attacks for the first time, who are like, I think I'm dying. And they're like, okay, let's uh, check out all your vitals. And then they realize that it's actually anxiety for whatever reason. So that that for me was kind of like the beginning of the need to change the beginning of the need to have something different. And I left that room, walked out of that room, walked into the, the the restroom and kind of splashed water on my face. And my life was like flashing before my eyes, like all the shame, all the guilt, the imposter syndrome in, in terms of like, who do you think you are? Now they've found you out. All these things kind of rise to the surface. They've probably been like deep held suppressed beliefs for a long time. Um, and so I kind of had to rebuild from there or maybe build for the first time. Like I had to re reset my life and say, and this wasn't a, wasn't an overnight thing. I don't have some like seven second fix for you. Um, this took time, but I had to. I basically went went and looked at different parts of my life and said, like, all right. So unfortunately, we did run into some
1: technical difficulties. We're using a program called Be Live, and it's actually worked fantastically. They're a kind of new newer company, new program, and I think they're still working out some kinks. It has been working just fine. Unfortunately, Tim and I got cut off right in the middle of this conversation that was going very well. We have at this point we have a bunch of people tuning in and watching live so if you do want more details facebook.com slash true life this is where we put up announcements about our live interviews and broadcasts of course they go here as well and i try to put all of them on podcast on our podcast platform as well so i know we have a little bit of a different audience here but if you ever want to go on live and, and ask questions and communicate with our guests you can head over to facebook.com slash true life and then again on that page i yeah, go on there at least a couple of times a day, I'm posting motivation stuff, fitness stuff, recipes, nutrition, and just my perspective on what's going on and how I feel about certain situations. So you can you can check us out there. We're going to I'm going to put up part two of this interview now. So I'll come back and I'll catch you guys at the end. I hope you've been enjoying it so far, and I hope you've been enjoying the more real, authentic, a bit different from the, uh, the terrestrial radio show I put together with, which is a bit more professional. This is kind of We're just kind of running it. This is just live. This is us talking back and forth. And just want to welcome you in and let you know how our conversation is going. So I'm going to get Tim back on the line right here. All right, we're going going live again, part two. Our apologies for the disconnection. We're uh, we have, we're having a great conversation. We have a bunch of people in here checking out this. This is we're, we're live here with Tim JP Collins. He's an anxiety expert. This is a pre-interview for our full interview on nationally syndicated exploring mind and body. We're on seven stations across Canada, and we just wanted to bring you guys in live in case you had any questions for Tim. So feel free to ask questions if you do. And uh, we're having a great conversation. Unfortunately, technology got the best of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to try again. Tim, do you remember (laughs) where you you were at before we got disconnected?
0: Um, I think we're starting to get into some of the solutions, some of the tools about how people can change. Um, And so, yeah, we kind of of look for like these elaborate solutions to anxiety. And, And anybody who's suffered with anxiety will probably attest to the fact that they've become masters at searching Google for fixes and cures and solutions and you kind of want to read one sentence in a book which is going to change everything for you but the truth is is that for most of us it took us a while to get into that place and it's going to take you a while to get out of it so um that's kind of the the first thing to say the second thing to say is that we can do a lot a huge amount with uh Diet and exercise, which is why we intersected, Drew. I think me and you kind of got together as we we kind of cross over quite a lot on that front. But, you know, food, and we're finding more and more out about food. And, and from an anxiety point of view and a stress point of view, you can cover the basics. Um, I use an analogy called, which uh, I should attribute to somebody else, but I can't remember where I found it from. But CATS stands for caffeine, alcohol, tobacco, and sugar. Now these days smoking isn't uh, isn't probably the the thing that it used to be but caffeine for sure alcohol um, you know you've got stimulants and things which Kind of give you the, the hangover and become depressants. And so those things which change your equilibrium make it harder for you to maintain a state where you feel good all the time. Um, so the first thing you can do is if you're, you know, you'd be amazed how many people come to me and say, I'm feeling really anxious. I drink two pots of coffee every morning. Has that got anything to do with it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so um, the first thing you can do is like, you know, go from, you know, go to, decaffeinated coffee or tea Um, switch from diet coke to sparkling water Um, that's kind of you know my go-to in the fridge now be uh, some cans of sparkling water and it you know it still gives you the kind of bubbles without all of the aspartame and all that stuff so there's there's also considerations that aspartame and some of those uh, sucralose type sweeteners have neurotoxins in which affect people as well so you want to get back to like you know that's why a good template for nutrition is whether it's whole 30 or paleo or those types of things but it's real food um it's it's real nutrition it's not things that are super easy and convenient in packets um so that's a good way to start making sure you're hydrated making sure you drink plenty of water the basic stuff um and then and then, so, so diet and exercise being key. Exercise-wise, I just ask people to move. Um, it could be that, you know, you just walk every day. Um, it could be that you do CrossFit. It could be that you're a swimmer or you're into some kind of sport. Whatever it is, just movement is very good for us. It's kind of what we were designed to do, right? Um, and then the other stuff, which is kind of the softer areas, which contribute to high levels of stress and anxiety, tend to be what does your life look like? Um, who do you live with? You go back to the the kind of the old adage of like you are the five people that you spend most time with. Who are you spending time with? Who are you consuming information from? I, for instance, I, I'm not an avid watcher of the news. I don't ke- keep up to date with the latest political debates because I don't need that in my life all the time. So you can control, we're, we're fortunate these days that most of the time we can control the information we're consuming. We can control the friendships and relationships we have around us that just might be more difficult right so that that becomes a choice of like do you want to have the hard conversation and potentially move on or are you going to keep taking getting unloaded on from other people that's going to bring you down um
1: dallas just tuned in she said good morning hi dallas thanks for checking out the show dallas uh, yeah that brings up a great point when i tell people about new like the news. Like I'm not really a news person. I would watch the news if there's more positive things. Or if longer if there were longer positive segments instead of like, oh, and so and so saved the world by doing this. And moving on to who got murdered down the street (laughs) Yeah. I would I would watch the news more, but there's just not a whole lot of positive things going on there. And I don't want to surround myself with that those negative aspects. It's always it's surprising to me how enraged people get when they hear like why wouldn't you watch and know what's going around this world but it's interesting how you bring that up and how that can actually increase your anxiety in, instead of help you feel safer Tim
0: Yeah I mean there's huge anxiety in America from the political situation um, it's definitely exacerbated that and the truth is is you know there's all we all know people in our lives who are the who love relaying bad news we all know them. There's people who will sit there and watch the the 24 hour streaming news channel. Uh, I had it the other day. I was, and this is somebody I don't even know very well, but I was sat out on the, in the kind of public area outside where I live, and this guy who I barely know ran out and said, "Did you see what happened on the news?" And I was like, "No, I don't watch the news." And he told me about some atrocity that happened somewhere in the world. So a good good proof of, the, and we're on social media. So listen, if something serious happens. You find out about it in like five seconds. You don't need to be watching the news yourself to to pick up on it. It's just not necessary. So, so yeah, it's a you know what helps anxiety everything, everything. Who you hang around with, what you eat, what you do for a living, what you do for exercise, what books you read, what information you consume. There's there's so many ways, and you think about the complexity of what got you there in the first place. I use the I use this analogy, which is for me. My house was built on sand, meaning that I kind of got given a bit of confidence and I got given a bit of skill and I kind of built this house. But my foundation was, wasn't rock solid, meaning that my life wasn't taken care of nutritionally, exercise wise, relationship wise, meaning wise. And so when I got tested, the wind blew my house down. It blew it down like the classic three little pigs story um (laughs) so what i did i became the third pig and i I re-engineered my house and i i put in things which make me feel good i eat food which supports me um and and doesn't give me the spikes and the sugar crash and the caffeine high and 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 all that kind of stuff that's not to say i don't have a cup of coffee ever i do um but i don't do it five minutes before i'm about to go on stage I, i i'm i'm much more um much more kind of considerate of my body and kind of what it needs in different moments, if that makes sense, instead of, I think what, what we typically do with our bodies is we demand it to do things. Why do I feel like this? Why does my leg hurt? Why do I have a headache? Why do I feel sick? Like we're constantly like thinking of it as a separate thing, as opposed to like this amazing machine we have to support us. So those of you,
1: Tim, we have a a number of people coming in and out. And I just want to mention some names. We have Janelle tuning in here, Delia. Dallas actually shared our our interview. Thanks for doing that, Dallas. Dallas, you're the best. (laughs) And we have Matt in as well who who left a comment earlier. This is kind of part two. We got disconnected the first time. This is uh, kind of a – we're back uh, pre-interview with – Uh, Tim J.P. Collins on Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Here locally, we're going to air at 8 p.m. on Sundays on 96.5 CKFM. And then Sunday morning, we're all the way over on the East Coast in New Brunswick. That's going up on 590 CJCW. So we're talking to Tim here about anxiety, how you can reduce anxiety. We have a a good crowd coming in to see what's going on. I think there's a lot of people that... uh, I deal with anxiety on a regular basis, Tim, just to wrap things up, if you have a message that you could share for for anyone, you know what, before, before we disconnect, I, I love the story of what you did, do with your kids and some of the things that you can like the smile game, for example, yeah. and stretch in your comfort zone. Before we wrap things up, can you share with our, our listeners and watchers what you do in that regard?
0: Yeah. So a couple of things, um, The first kind of overarching thing I believe is I don't think of anxiety in terms of generalized anxiety disorder or agoraphobia or any of these types of like clinical terms, social anxiety disorder. I I mean, listen, the people that suffer those things are part of my audience. But the truth is, I believe that all humans have it. We're built in with this self-preservation mechanism that's made us endure over the years and continue as a species and anxiety is part of that protection mechanism all that's happened is is that if you're suffering with anxiety and it's kind of at the forefront of your life it just means that you've you know you're you're further on the spectrum and it's your your anxiety switch has got stuck on for a bit you can absolutely turn it off again it's not a permanent thing nor should you try and nor should you aspire to never feel anxious again because it's the there to protect you if you're about to step into the road and a car's coming at a high speed you want that fight or flight adrenaline rush to be like hang on a minute wake up like something's about to happen so um that's why i talk about this stuff all the time and if you you know you listen to any of the stuff i put out it's it's essentially about you know how how you can understand it how you can appreciate it and how you can pick it up and use it as something good which is why I, a lot of the time I talk about embracing anxiety as opposed to rejecting it. If you try and avoid it, it will knock on your door, ring your doorbell, and throw stones through your windows 24-7 like it wants your attention. So instead of rejecting it, we say embrace it. Pick it up. It's part of you. Tuck it under your shoulder, tuck it under your arm, and, and carry on and, and use it as a, as a way to connect with people. Um, what Drew was talking about, one of the games I play with my kids um, – a lot of the, a lot of the way that or the reason that anxiety shows up is that we withdraw from life and we don 't connect with humans and we 're isolated and so you know the internet is a, is, a, is a blessing in that allows us to connect, but it doesn 't necessarily mean that we 're connecting in real life and so I often like to especially for people with social anxiety it 's amazing to get out there and connect with other humans um, and go out there and initiate the conversation so I'll go into the coffee shop or the supermarket, and I'll just start the conversation. If the people see me coming, they're probably like, "Oh my god, not him again!" Because I'll be like, "How are you? How's your day? What's going <laughs> on?" And not just like a surface level conversation, but like actually getting into it with them. Um, and with my kids, when they're in a funk, I do the same thing. My kids don't don't um, have kind of complaints of anxiety, but I just I believe these are skills for life. So we play this game called the smile game, which essentially means you walk down a street, hopefully with some other people on it. And, uh, I say to my kids, like, right, we're going to see how many smiles we can collect. It's like a monsters Inc. game, right? So you smile at somebody, that's stranger. And if they smile back at you, you get one smile and you collect smiles. And we'll do this for like 10 minutes. And at the end of 10 minutes, whoever gets, gets the most smiles wins. And what happens is amazing. The kids start off and they're like, I'm not doing this dad. And then I smile at somebody, strangers start smiling back. I can do it. Like you know, I'll do like, I'll get three or four. And then the kids think it's funny that I'm like, I'm getting reactions from people we don't know. And then they'll start smiling. And then people will smile at them. And it's like this kind of contagious thing which happens. And by the end of it, you you feel good. And the kids feel good. And it's very, very engaging. It's such a simple, free thing to do is to make other people smile. But it totally, you know, one of the things about anxiety is it makes you very introspective it 's very like inside your own head. how do I feel what are my symptoms? How does my head feel? How does my body feel? so if you can get out of yourself and make it about other people which i 've kind of with with the work i do i 've taken you know to to an extreme um, then it stops becoming about you as much you know and that 's why when we 're in if you think of the true nature of anxiety when you 're in a car accident or a serious Thing People will say to you, you say, but you're anxious. They say, no, I was in like this Zen state of clarity where I was able to lift up a heavy object or do something. And that's because, you know, when you, when you actually need it, it just goes into like this kind of automatic behavior. And it's not, again, it's not about you. It's about the situation. So yeah, I think what explains that. I think
1: what it comes down to is like so many. There's so many that deal with this on a regular basis, and it's important to do something about it. Take action and work towards some of the tips and suggestions that you're mentioning here, Tim. Uh, Just before we let you go, I want to thank Dorothy was tuned in, uh, Janelle, Adelia, again, Matt, Dallas. Thank you all for coming in, checking out the show, and uh, you can you can visit Tim. Well, Tim, I'll just give you just give me a second here, Tim. Um, we're going to listen to our, our full show across Canada here on different stations, terrestrial radio stations. We're going to throw that that up on iTunes as well as a podcast. And uh, Tim has his own show and he's got other things going on. Tim, what do you have going on to help our
0: audience reduce anxiety? Yeah, so the, the easiest way to find me, you can just go to the, the website anxietypodcast.com. On iTunes, you can search TheAnxietyPodcast.com. I know such original, imaginative titles, but trying to keep it simple, The Anxiety Podcast uh, on iTunes. And I have, uh, at this point, 235 episodes of goodness for you, interviews, ideas of my own, all sorts of stuff. Um, If you go through that, then you you will be on your way. On my website as well, AnxietyPodcast.com, I have a free five-week course. So you can go there and put your email address in and it will just spit out a video to you once a week for five weeks. And that will kind of get you on to uh, a lot of my th- theories and concepts about how you can uh, recover from anxiety on Instagram. It's Tim JP Collins, same on Facebook. So if you want to follow me or friend me or whatever that looks like, then uh, yeah, feel free to connect. And and lastly, um, I also have a book uh, I wrote called The Anxiety Journal, which is basically a day-to-day journal that you write in um, and if you go to theanxietyjournal.com, you can find out more information about that. Awesome! You got lots
1: going on, Tim. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with us. We'll look forward to launching this show and getting it going across different stations uh, and then on podcasts. We'll send it to you as well, and we'll get it going. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. That again, that was a Facebook Live pre-interview for Tim Tim JP Collins, who's coming on in the future. That's going to be going up as a podcast podcast very soon that show is also going across canada on multiple stations as you heard i want to thank tim for coming on i want to thank you for coming in to check this out as well if you want more details you can head over to facebook.com slash true for more of our facebook interviews our facebook live interviews i think it's kind of cool to go in and check it out and see if see us conversing and just saying good morning and how you doing that's i think that's pretty cool Pretty cool platform to do that on. More details as to what we do are at trueformlife.com. We have a free 10-day fitness challenge. We're also offering a a free workshop to help you learn about fermented foods and get get into kombucha, improve your digestion. Again, that's at trueformlife.com. All these past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. And our sponsor right of this show is Complete Truth Protein. So if you head over to completetruthprotein.com, we have more details on how you can energize your smoothies with a plant-based, raw, gluten-free, GMO-free, vegan product that will definitely improve your health and make you feel so much better after you put good quality plant-based proteins in your body. I'm going to leave you with that. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Acadia, in health and fitness for a better world.